0: Good morning, morning. and peace be with you. We uh, had our council meeting, and I see many familiar faces. Thanks for coming back again. Um, It was a a good meeting, and we have uh, two more council members that have uh, uh, been elected to join, and that's uh, Lee and Darrell, and so I'm grateful for them and their participation in that. we uh, enjoyed some really wonderful sandwiches. I tell you, if I could make bread like that, I'd be a billionaire. That uh, D. Simone's, is that? Yeah, oh my goodness. Just wonderful. And it really uh, helped to soften uh, what was kind of a bitter blow, because uh, yesterday early morning around 2.15 or so, we got broken into in the, in the uh, place yeah, across the way. And... In our uh, fellowship hall and, and so forth, nothing was taken because we don 't really have anything uh, of value in there it 's easy, I guess, to turn in the street and um, but some damage was done, and some uh, phone lines were cut and it 's a big frustration um, it makes a lot of work for people in this church to uh, try to correct and um, you know I, my heart is a little hard towards the individuals right now that did it, and I'm feeling pretty convicted uh, by it. And so I'd appreciate your prayers for uh, for uh, the individuals that did see the need to break into our our property to cause the damage, and then for your your pastor's heart that I would get rid of this uh, bitterness uh, that has kind of come over me for that. So. Um, that's all I've got. We have announcements this morning. Susan, I think, has got those, and so without further ado, thank you, Susan.
1: Good morning. Um, you guys can see within the announcements, uh, but I do want to tell you that there, the donor statements, I think um, Ken Yubuki was passing out, so if you didn't get yours, it'll be in the back. And if, it's, if you're missing it, or if there's errors on it, please let me know, okay? And we do want to thank um, all the worship assistants. Um, those, those include people who help with the, in the church here, and then uh, the property guys, the fellowship people, everybody who does anything to uh, benefit this church. Um, we all appreciate it, and it's a better experience for your help. So thank you for that. Um, in January, our uh, mission donations are going to go to Lutheran Social Services, that's a, 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 uh, an organization that um, benefits uh, people in the Orange County area, um, so um, if you feel the need to to reach out and help somebody, that's a wonderful way to do it. Sit and be fit and the Naughty knitters will meet this week. Sit and be fit on Tuesday, knotty knitters on Thursday. Uh, we have a Bible study on Tuesday at noon. Uh, and again um, the men's study on Saturday and the Tuesday night Zoom meeting. Still? Okay. Uh, we have the list of uh, people who are homebound and would probably love to have like a little note or a phone call. And the, that's in the um, in the narthex. So If you haven't already picked it up, pick it up and, you know, reach out to somebody. Uh, In the bulletin, Ashley has provided a spot for us on page five, right down at the bottom, for you to give praise reports. And so if you have something that you really want to um, publicly acknowledge or just even maybe privately, but share it with Ashley. This is a good place for you to write your praise report, and then um, give uh, probably sign it, and give your bulletin to Ashley, or slip it under her door if she's not here. And then we have one other request. Um, If any of you have old towels or extra rags at home, um, could you bring them in? Because they're used for sopping up water and general cleaning, and our supply has run pretty low right now. So if you have some, just go ahead and bring them in and again you can probably give those to Ashley she'll make sure they get to the right place okay all right thanks everybody hope you have a good day
0: And I to direct our attention and thanks to Nick for playing with us again our opening hymn this yeah uh, our opening hymn this morning um, is uh, in the Lutheran book of worship that green book uh, page 380 and we're going to do verses one through four. Thank you. cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, The peace of the Lord, the grace of our Lord, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with
2: you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above, and for our salvation This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. <laughs> be with you. Let us pray.
0: Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities and stretch forth your hand of your majesty to heal and defend us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, amen. You may be seated.
3: Good morning. First reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter nine, verses one through four, and can be found on page 1072 in the Pew Bible. Uh, chapter of this is titled, To Us a Child is Born, Isaiah nine, one through four. Nevertheless, there will be no more, no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. We'll read Psalm 27 verses 1 through 14 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 27, 1 through 14. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besieged me, my heart will not fear. Though war breaks out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I will ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the days of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of the foes, for false witnesses rise up against me. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord to be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. The next reading is taken from the first book of Corinthians, chapter one, verses 10 through 18, and can be found on page 1772 in the Pew Bible. This, title, this chapter is titled Divisions in the Church. 1 Corinthians one, 10 through 18. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there will be no divisions among you, but that you will be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers and sisters, some of Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. And still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so no one can say that you were baptized in my name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The
0: Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, from the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Matthew, chapter 4 verses 12 through 25, and can be found on page 1,500 in your Pew Bible. Matthew records, When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. And on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come and follow me, Jesus said. And I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets, and they followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. And they were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. And Jesus called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. And News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain and demon-possessed, Those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In uh, last week's gospel, we read that John the Baptist referred to our Lord Jesus Christ as the... Oh, you forgot already. I got in big trouble for that. My wife said, you have to make everybody repeat that over and over again? It was the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And we studied the incredible sermon that is found in that little sentence... That simple sentence, and of course, there were many who heard that sermon from John the Baptist. Last week's Gospel tells us especially of two men who heard John's proclamation. And we know that the Holy Spirit worked through that proclamation, and he brought those men to Jesus. Now, one of the men was Andrew. You see, he heard that epiphany from John, and then he shared it with his brother, Simon Peter. And we can deduce that the other man who heard the epiphany from John the Baptist was indeed John the Evangelist. And we can make this deduction based on the fact that John the Evangelist never mentions his own name in his account of the Gospel. And from last week's Gospel, it is reasonable to conclude that Andrew and his brother Peter, as well as John and his brother James, well, they became disciples of Jesus at that time. Now, a disciple has two basic characteristics. The first one is that a disciple is a student of a master. That is, someone who is intent to learn all that his master has to teach him. And then the second part of a disciple is that a disciple is a follower. That's somebody who believes and supports the teaching of his master. And Andrew, Peter, John, and James we were already disciples, disciples of Jesus, when we begin reading Matthew's account of their calling. It wasn't that they were just working and some guy came up and said, hey, follow me, and they got up and followed. They knew him, they had heard him. They were disciples of him. And John the Baptist had introduced them to Jesus and they were his disciples from that moment on, Jesus. Jesus had set up a ministry, and his headquarters was in their hometown of Capernaum, and so that they could listen to him teach on a regular basis. And they knew who Jesus was. And Jesus set up his ministry in Capernaum after several several rejections. Today's gospel tells us that John the Baptist at this point was in jail, And this was a rejection of the message of repentance that John had brought and the forgiveness of sins in Judea, total rejection. And Luke tells us that the people of Jesus' hometown in Nazareth, they'd also rejected the message of repentance and forgiveness of sins. In fact, they even tried to throw Jesus over a cliff and stone him. And we read that in Luke 4, verses 16 through 30. Now, after these rejections, Jesus moved his ministry headquarters to Capernaum near the Sea of Galilee. And here we see the marvelous plan of God in action. That is, Jesus has his ministry headquarters in Capernaum, and Andrew, Peter, John, and James have their fishing businesses in Capernaum. And Jesus had a special vocation for these men and and he knew exactly where to find them and that his walk along the sea might seem like a coincidence but it was not. Jesus called these men to another vocation. They were already disciples but Jesus would train them and then call them to be apostles. Now The word apostle comes from the Greek word that means to send. And while a disciple constantly studies, a disciple constantly believes and supports the teachings of the master, an apostle is one who is, in addition, specifically sent out by the master to teach the teachings of his master. And Jesus has called them to witness his ministry and receive his teaching for several years. And then they were to pass along these very same teachings to the people around them, especially to the next generation, so that these teachings of Jesus Christ would go out into all of the world. Now, in this way, they would be fishers of men. Just as a fisherman throws a net into the water, so the apostle proclaims the teachings of Christ. And as fish are caught by the net, so the Holy Spirit uses the teachings of Christ to bring people into the church. And it is in this way that these newly called apostles would become fishers of men. Now, what was the heart of the message that Jesus gave to these apostles? The message that the Holy Spirit still uses to draw people into Christ's church? Well, we, we already heard that message. We heard it from John the Baptist in Matthew 3, verses 1 through 2. John, say, or, yeah, John the Baptist says, In those days... John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. And he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in today's gospel, we also hear that message from Jesus. The exact same message from Jesus. And from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is that both John and Jesus preach the same message. And the message that both John and Jesus preached is an eternal message. And it is still the same today as it was back then. Now, the phrase, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, has special meaning. And if we were to take open our our original Greek book, we would find that it is almost impossible to bring over into English language what the kingdom is. You see, in the English language, a kingdom is a place. But in Greek, it's not just a place. The word for kingdom in Greek is also an action. That is to say that a king rules or reigns. In the original Greek, a kingdom is the ruling or the reigning activity of the king. So when Jesus and John tell us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, what they are saying is that the ruling activity of heaven is near. So the one who rules in heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is is the deeds of God. That is God's work performed in and through Christ Jesus. That is... God's only Son. Now the kingdom of heaven includes the perfect life that Jesus lived in our place. The kingdom of heaven also includes his ministry of preaching and healing. It also includes his passive obedience to the suffering and the death on a cross. It includes the promise of eternal life that comes in his resurrection It includes his presence with us now in word and in sacrament. It includes his final coming on the last day to raise our bodies and to take us, body and soul, into his eternal presence. The phrase, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, tells us that Jesus is, is right here, right now, with all of us. Today's gospel tells us the message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that is for everyone. The Holy Spirit inspired Matthew to quote the prophet Isaiah, as we read earlier, to tell us that this message is for those dwelling in the region of the shadow of death. And that means that if death affects you in any way, that this message is for you. And the last time that anyone checked, well, we would find that the death rate in this world is 100%. The truth is, is that nobody is getting out of this thing we call life alive. And that means that this message, that this message of the kingdom of heaven is at hand is for me, and it's for you. The fact that this message is for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death also reminds us that this message is for sinners as the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write in Romans six twenty three, The wages of sin is... Okay, yeah. The wages of sin is death. And the fact that all people die, it teaches us that all people are sinners. And we die because we are evil. And our biggest sin is is that we don't want God to rule. We are born with such a desire to rule our own kingdom that we don't even want God to give us his free salvation. That would mean that we are part of his kingdom, and we don't want that. We would rather rule ourselves. Sometimes we even deceive ourselves into believing that we are the rightful king. In many cultures, impersonating a king would earn a life sentence or even the death penalty. And the reign of heaven is not like that at all. Instead of punishing us for our sins, the ruler of the kingdom of heaven simply says this, repent. Here Jesus tells us to admit the truth of our guilt And then to trust him to deal with the penalty of that guilt. And then, knowing that we cannot by our own reason or strength come to him, he sends the helper, the counselor, the Holy Spirit to work faith in us so that we can repent. His command to repent holds within the promise to deal with the punishment of our sins. He dealt with the punishment of our sins by taking them onto himself. And he carried them to that cross. And at that cross, he endured the punishment of our sin. He who was, knew no sin was made sin for us all. And he suffered. And he died. And there our sins died with him. And in this way, he triumphed over sin, death, and the power of the devil. And he exchanges that unto us. And with that triumph, Jesus, the ruler of the kingdom of heaven, rose from the dead, and he ascended to take his rightful place at the right hand of the Father. Through him, the kingdom of heaven is still at hand. So the message from God says this: "Repent! The kingdom of heaven is at hand." This is the message. This is the message that the Holy Spirit inspired John to proclaim. It is the message that Jesus Himself proclaimed. It is the message that Jesus gave to His apostles to proclaim, and it is the message that He has given the Church to proclaim. And we proclaim this through the proclamation of the teachings that Jesus gave to the apostles. So that every generation hears this message. One more time. Yes, I am. I'm going to do it to you. One more time. That message is repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now the kingdom of heaven is at hand when we hear the gospel of salvation. It is at hand in the waters of the holy baptism. The Holy Spirit in baptism joins us to Christ by grace through faith. It is at hand when the Holy Spirit's gift of faith in us receives forgiveness, life, and salvation as we consume the true body and the true blood in, with, and under the bread, and the wine of the sacrament. That is what I mean when I say this sacrament rescues you from sin, death, and the devil because the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is in these simple elements. The kingdom of God enlightens us with his gifts and enlightens us with and sanctifies and keeps us in the one true faith. Because the kingdom of God is at hand, sin no longer condemns us, but God works in us to make us holy in his sight. The kingdom of God is at hand. In the name of Jesus, amen. Would you please stand if you're able? Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He rose into hell, and the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints,
4: First this morning, let us pray for the families or the people involved in a very serious traffic accident at Bouchard and Ettinger this morning. May the Lord comfort them and heal them if they're injured. Holy Father, thank you for all of the blessings you've given us individually and as citizens of our nation as a whole over the past 247 years. Thank you for providing true humility and wisdom to our founding fathers and for guiding the hands who wrote a constitution that has provided an unparalleled structure and philosophy for the conduct of our national and state affairs. We thank you for choosing leaders to establish our country that placed the safety and security of our nation and its people before their own self-interests. Lord, we strayed far off the path to freedom, safety, and security from our founding and are moving, even accelerating, into a very dark and difficult time as a result of our greed for power, our lies, our deceit and hate. As we have systematically removed you from our daily lives over the past 60 years, we are reaping what we have sown. Although we deserve the troubles we have and there are, seems to be no end in sight, we continue to dig deeper into the hole we have made. We're too proud or stubborn to put our shovels down. Lord God Almighty, please take the shovels out of our hands and lift us out of this pit. Shine your light into our darkness. Holy Spirit, we, the children of God, thank you for remaining within our hearts and minds and for the comforting thoughts and lessons you provide through Holy Scripture revelation through our quiet moments and dreams, and for reminding us of Jesus' saving grace, even when others ridicule us for our faith. With all the troubles around us, we waver in our trust of the Lord. We should not, but we're sinful and we do. Please shout your reassurance into our minds and drive out our insecurity. Help us turn aside from those individuals and organizations that would separate us from the governance of our nation from God Almighty. Please humble and publicly humiliate the arrogant, the self-appointed elite, and self-righteous, and other enemies of our country, and of you, Holy Father. Lord, there are those who suffer in our congregation, church members, loved ones, family and friends, You know their names and their maladies. Please heal them on earth, or if it is your will, heal them in heaven. We know that you will answer our prayers in your perfect time, and we give you thanks for holding our hands and sending us companions and friends to comfort us as we struggle with the loss of loved ones, knowing by your word that they are indeed not lost, but rather found by your Holy Son, Jesus. Lord, please protect our military, firefighters, paramedics, and other law enforcement officers who serve all of us while facing danger every day. Holy Father, we thank you for our children and the children you place in our lives. Children are a wonderful gift to all of us. Help us to protect them and to teach them to follow the path you have established for their lives and turn from the enticement of harmful and sometimes evil paths proffered by popular culture. Help us to watch over their education and the lessons being taught in schools, as well as through social media and other sources of clever deceit. As Adam and Eve were fooled into disobedience of you, so too we see young people today facing similar lies and misdirection. Help us, Holy Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding us that we are as sinful before our Heavenly Father as are those whom we, sac- whom we criticize in our daily lives. Please keep us from drifting away from our faith in our Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving all who are faithful in your name. Thank you for Holy Scripture that enables us to read and hear your messages to us throughout our lives in whatever circumstances we find ourselves, and for an understanding of the sins of our past as individuals and as a nation, and your constant discipline and forgiveness as we have repented throughout history. We really don't like your discipline for our disobedience. But thank you for the difficult times in which you humble our arrogance and bring us back to the saving grace of our Savior Jesus, your Son. Thank you for not giving up on us and leaving us to the will of Satan, who loves hate, chaos, and destruction. Thank you, Almighty God, for sending your only Son, Jesus, to suffer the punishment we deserve and providing a place in heaven with him for eternity. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? <clears throat> Sharing our life, he lived among us to reveal your glory and love, and that our darkness should give way to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy. shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let's now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us, our Father, You may be seated. The kingdom of heaven is near. It is near as we come up and receive his body and his blood. And he is in and on and above and below and side by side within throughout that sacrament because of his promise that he made. It is uh, as a result of the Holy Spirit, your faith, and the words of institution that make this a grace filled opportunity for you to actually taste the kingdom of heaven that is here with you right now. If that is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward. kingdom of heaven is near. Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.